0: Stop looking at porn and win back your freedom for smart, family-oriented men who want to learn to sustainably let go of porn in a way you can enjoy and look forward to, learning to be proud of the man you are, and making life so good that porn becomes irrelevant. I'm Danny Pullman. I'm a certified life coach, and I've been coaching guys on this for many years now, and have been in the porn quitting game for years beyond that. I'm using this podcast to share what I've learned and what I continue to learn on the way with real client examples from the hands-on work I do with clients day in and day out. This is a movement. It is happening. Join with us and start winning against porn now. Hey, guys. Welcome to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast. I'm your host Danny Pullman and today I'm going to share some highlights from a real life coaching session with a real client that I just had just cuz there were some good things that came out of it and I'm sure there's something you can gain from this as well that'll help you to keep moving toward your goals that'll help you to find new success and I want I want you to be able to glean from this okay so um so we started meeting with my client. I'm not going to share his name, but I'm just going to share some things we went over that are things that come up with a lot of people. So I'm not like identifying who this is at all by sharing these things. But basically um, he experimented with one of the tools that we have in the program called write it down and move on. And what it is, is it has targeted questions to, to, uh, Help to learn from the fails and make the most out of the fails so that we are more scientists of our brain than we are perfectionists just trying to avoid mistakes. Okay. We actually want triggers to happen, and we even want mistakes to happen because we have a system in place that turns that to our advantage, right? And that you actually fail your way to success. So so he went and tried this for the first time and and he some of the things that he realized is um, is OK, so he was at this uh, gathering and he thought he was feeling pretty good. And and he was, in fact, feeling really good. And then he went home that night and he went and looked at porn. And, you know, a lot of times escaping negative emotions is what a, a big pattern is for people. Why they go look at porn. It's a huge part. Right. But. Uh, it's not always just negative. Sometimes it's positive, right? So that's the first thing just to be curious about for you is um, sometimes it's just when emotions feel more intense on the negative or the positive, um, we have some resistance or want to escape it. Okay. So that can be a thing Um, for this guy. That's, that's not what it was, but um, from a client, he, he, what he realized is he did this exercise a few days after the event of of going and looking at porn and, and he was impressed with the insight and the answers that he was able to discover just from asking these focused targeted questions that, that we ask for good reasons. Okay. And, um, yeah, he and he just spent like ten minutes doing this, and he was impressed. Like, wow, I actually got a lot out of that. And um, and one of the things he learned is is that even though he was what he was conscious of at that time was that he was feeling great and enjoying this gathering in a lot of ways, he also realized as he looked back that there was some unconscious patterns going on as well. And when you ask questions to your brain, you can actually Shine a light on some of these unconscious programs that are make up like 90 to 95 percent of your thoughts and feelings each day that just kind of happen automatically based on what your brain has learned. Okay, so so he asked questions and he realized, like, oh, actually, now that I look a little closer, I realize that um, I still have some pain from a past breakup and that I was at this gathering watching this couple and realized that I was maybe wanting to feel a bit more connected and still felt a little bit of uh, loneliness or disconnection from that breakup, right? And um, and then that's something that a lot of people will turn to porn thinking that it helps them to feel more connected or uh, feel like they're, they're women just throwing themselves at you, right? Or women or men, depending on your preferences. And anyway um so he he realized this he's like oh yeah like I when I started looking closer I realized there's that there's part of me that wanted to feel more connected and that thought I might get that from porn and that kind of made sense but then also the question that he came up after that for himself is okay then how can I how can I allow myself to feel more connected without porn and how can I notice this more readily next time and do something that actually makes a difference for myself on it. So I thought that was really awesome and a great example of what can come when you just stay with the questions long enough to shine light on your programming. Right. And when you shine light on it, then suddenly you have power to rewrite the program, um, which makes things makes all the difference. That's the whole idea behind all of this. Let's shine light on the program. Let's rewrite the program. And then, it can become easy to do life without porn. So that brings me to the next thing. Um, He realized that um, another part of what happened is he's like, well, I was doing really good. So I I was like telling myself I'm doing so good. So I'm going to give myself this treat and let me let myself look at porn. And And this one seemed like it was just a matter of like, oh, look, that's something his brain brings up. Has he consciously decided his strategy for this yet? So he made some decisions and he's like, you know what, when my brain brings that up, uh, I'm actually going to find other ways to reward myself that are not porn. And that was just a matter of kind of consciously going through that decision process for himself, which he hadn't really done yet. So that was an easy, quick one for him. And then, Um, here's the other thing okay he found that while he's doing this work practicing with these tools and these questions that um, he's like well yeah okay so maybe there's this connection piece that I learned about but that's not like my most common trigger and and he he's telling himself like so what's the point if this is just like not a common one is this really going to make a difference and and he said he's noticed that pattern comes up a lot even with his time management like how do i pick the right thing basically is this really going to make a difference or am i picking a little thing that won't really make a difference and and so then what he realized is he's when he's in that mode of thinking he's more likely to not take any action and not pick anything right and whereas if he were to just pick something and go take action on it even if it didn't make a huge difference, he would still be further along and he would learn more about what makes a difference just by choosing something and taking action than he would sitting around trying to find the right thing to act on, right? And so um, we started becoming aware of this and he's really working on his perfectionistic patterns that he's learned and he's already making some serious headway. It's awesome. Um, And so the alternative to this is right like uh this is going to make a difference (laughs) and we actually get to choose how we think about things while we do it so uh maybe throw out the idea that somehow there's a right thing for you to do exactly an exactly right thing that's next for you and uh, what if there are lots of right things and that sometimes it's just more important to pick one and go experiment with it and see what you learn from acting on it right um and be willing to have fails being willing to have failing be part of it and learning from that takes off all the pressure because then it's not about let's get this right the first time no matter what which just isn't how this stuff works right that's like trying to ride a bike saying I better get better get balanced the very first time I'm not willing to fall at all like that's not how you learn how to ride a bike right you plan on falls and you make room for it and you learn from every single fall till you find your balance so um, and you're gonna get a lot more (laughs) From like getting on there and trying again, then you are spending way too much time analyzing what's the next best thing for you to try, right? Sometimes you just go take action again. Okay. Um, And so for him, uh, we also talked about how like you can have the best tool in the world and tell yourself this isn't making a difference. Or you can have just an okay tool and tell yourself this is making a huge difference. This is so worth it. And the ladder is going to, you're going to get way much more out of the ladder, even with the less effective tool than you would with the more effective tool, just because of where your mind's at, right? So he noticed when he's thinking this doesn't make a difference, he either doesn't take action on it or while he's taking action, he's just not as engaged with it, right? And so this is just a good one to be aware of because this comes up for a lot of people and you actually get to just decide like, this is worthwhile what I'm doing, right? Right. And if you take the focus off of like, is this the best tool and all that, like just say, I'm going to find out, right? Like I'm going to take action. I'm going to use my best judgment to pick the best tool I can right now, or the best thing to look at right now. And I'm going to find out what makes a difference. And I'm going to get something out of this either way. Um, And your experience is going to be so different uh, as you go practice when you're in that mode. And so, um, he caught on to that for himself. And um, was there something else there to add? I don't know. I think the, uh, yeah, the, the thing that I explained to him is is that one of my therapists, she explained it this way. And this is a thing I hear from a lot of different coaches, healers, uh, therapists, you know, teachers of this sort, uh, like myself, that it's it's kind of like a hand, right? Like, when i was working through my trauma for ptsd she's like okay it was emdr therapy she's like we can we can try to like hone in on the exact core issue but if we spend too much time trying to do that then it can get in the way of just doing the work and working on something and also like it's kind of like a hand like maybe uh, and she showed me her hand and she's like maybe you start on the finger here right and then it leads down to the center of the hand where the real core issue is. But sometimes you can't get down to that core issue without doing this finger issue first, right? And sometimes you go from finger to finger and get some, some of these more surface level things. And as you keep going layer by layer, you're going to get to that core issue at some point. And so it actually doesn't matter what you choose to look at. Uh, but also your brain and body are trying to help you with your goals and desperately want to heal. And so going with what's coming up for you in the moment and looking at that with your coaching, uh, looking at the pattern coming up for you right now in this moment, there's so much value in just trusting that, even if it doesn't seem like it's somehow the best or core issue to look at. Because if you keep just showing up and practicing, becoming aware of whatever's coming up for you like it will lead to the more core thing that's really going to click and uh, shift things into gear for you if that makes sense okay so all roads lead to Rome when it comes to coaching uh you really don't have to worry about picking the right thing because we're working at the thought level and so it all ends up leading to the helpful thing at some point if you just keep showing up and practicing so it can make more sense to just go with what's coming up than it can to like try to search and find wait but is this the right thing to look at okay so that's just another little gem to keep in mind for those of you in a mental health journey or learn how to manage your mind or heal or train your brain to not want porn right like uh and, and it's kind of just a process you just keep going through the layers one by one and it's just a matter of time if you keep showing up and practicing like you will learn what you need to learn if you just keep showing up so um all right and then the last thing that he realized is um he has learned to make porn this really big and difficult issue and like a dark and serious thing to talk about right and and so the way this was coming up for him is like so if it's a really big issue then i need to have a really big effort And I need to have like the perfect, exactly right tool. And and so when he's in this mode, again, he's less likely to actually pick something to practice with because it's like, well, it's just too big. And I, I don't even know if I have the right effort or tool or energy for this huge, big thing, right? And so we acknowledged like, okay, what if that's an optional story about porn? And is there a downside to saying that this issue is... Simple and easy. Like, is there is there a downside, right? And um, and he just started playing around with that, and he's gonna see what difference that makes to just sort of challenge that idea that this is a really big, difficult issue, right? Like, because what came up for him is like, wait a second, but if I don't think it's a a big, serious issue then I'm not going to put the effort in to deal with it and to take care of it, to to, to address the issue, right? That's, that's like what came up. But then when we really looked at it, when he's in that mode thinking it's a big, difficult issue and it needs the big effort and exactly right tool, is he actually likely to address it? What he realized is that pattern, even though it was trying to help him make sure he addresses it, it was making it more likely for him to not address it because it felt too big and overwhelming. Right? So the intended effect there was saying, all right, let's make it big and difficult to make sure we address it. It wasn't actually having that effect. The actual result that came from that pattern was that he wasn't addressing it. He was less likely to address it and it made it way harder to address it when he did try to address it. Right? And so he's like, huh, all right. Well, if the idea is to make sure I address it, then, maybe learning to see it as a simpler easier issue lighter issue be a bit more playful even uh maybe and bring some fun in um like if that helps me to actually address it even more effectively then that might be worth exploring so he's gonna play around with that for a bit and see how that feels to him and what a difference that can make right um and then What we came up with is basically that uh, that small, messy, imperfect, semi-consistent practice is gonna get—he's gonna get way more out of that than he is trying to find some big, perfect-looking practice, right? That ends up either not happening or just being really inconsistent. So B minus gets the job done. Small, messy, imperfect, semi-consistent practice. That is going to take you where you want to go. Uh, and while you're doing it, you can tell yourself this small action has huge benefits rather than what's the point? This isn't going to get me where I get. This isn't big enough to get me where I'm going, right? And then, um, yeah, what if it can be an easy issue? What if it can be a light an even fun thing to work on changing this porn habit. I know a lot of you like there's you've practiced so much shame and seriousness and darkness with this, like my client said, but um, so it sounds crazy, but it really truly can be more simple and more fun. and um, And that's the last thing I reminded him of is we always want to be coming back to these two questions through all of this process. And those are, How can we make this more simple and how can we make this more fun? So I kind of bounced around to a lot of different ideas there, but I just thought it'd be fun to give you some highlights and share some concepts in case you relate to them or they resonate with you. And you know best for you, um, you already have the power to do all this. So uh, it's just a matter of accessing it so play around with some of these different paradigms the different ideas and the ones that feel like they help you more readily access your power and that feel helpful to you go with that because you know best for you all right i'm just here to kind of offer ideas along the way in case it helps speed up the process for you and that's what i've got for you today guys thanks for joining me thank you so much for those of you who listen regularly and i would appreciate those of you who do to, if you can get on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts um and rate the podcast and you know i love five stars but give it whatever rating you feel like and uh and i would really appreciate that um but i'm grateful for you guys uh showing up today in this way and until next time if you enjoy listening to the How to Stop Looking at Porn and Win Back Your Freedom podcast, you have to come check out the Chain program. It's my group coaching program through my Chain Coach app where you get access to regular group coaching calls and or one-on-one coaching calls training modules, tools, a community of like-minded guys where we take all of this great information and learn to actually implement it in a game-changing way that works. This is about so much more than just a porn habit. Join us at dannypullman.com forward slash work with me. Don't forget to spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. Become a chain breaker and learn to unchain your personal power. And remember... The power to make the changes you want is already there, it's just a matter of learning to access it.